0: If you love all things gardening, why not join us at our Spring Fair from the 3rd to the 5th of May at Bewley in Hampshire. You'll find everything you need to kickstart the season. Find out more at bbcgardener'sworldfair.com. See you there!
1: This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods.
0: Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts.
1: Would you like to start prioritising gardening for well-being? Today on the podcast we're chatting to someone who did just that. Social media celebrity Joe Suck began posting videos on YouTube as something to do with his friends as a teenager in rural Wiltshire. Now his channel has over 7 million subscribers. Here he shares how he became addicted to scrolling social media and how stepping away from the digital world and the screen and into the garden is now a big part of his daily routine. From the flowers popping up to the birds and pollinators visiting, Joe tells us how tending to and maintaining his garden takes him to a place of mental calm, which is really good for him. I started by asking him how he made the transition from social media star to writing a book about gardening for wellness.
0: Initially, growing up, I always thought I was going to be a well, going right back to the start, I wanted to be an archaeologist. So I was always interested in fossils and things like this. But um, after school, I decided to become a roof thatcher. So the goal was to become a master roof thatcher. I, I, I was an apprentice to my uncle, and he taught me um, everything I needed to know. Uh, but then, as a hobby on the side, came along YouTube. So I started doing that on weekends. And it just sort of grew and grew. And this is going back about 10 years ago now. So it was very new, very new in the space. Um and it was, it just seemed to have taken off. And it completely sort of took over my life and it became what I did uh, I guess, on a professional level, even though it didn't feel like that, because it started off as a as just you know, a hobby and recording videos with your mates, kind of thing, uh, and it just it just took off. And then um, from there, it became my full time career for for the last sort of ten years, and I, st- and I still do it now. I still am very much sort of in the space. Um, but I think I, I moved to house uh, about two years ago. Now it was during the third lockdown, and um, growing up in the countryside. Uh, I've always loved the countryside. There has been times, obviously, growing up being a teenager, where you sort of think, "Oh, this is kind of frustrating because all my friends are in the town and I live in the middle of nowhere." I moved to London for about six, must be about eight years, I think, or close, yeah, eight or nine years. Um, But I always knew that I'd end up back in the countryside and and having an outdoor space I grew up very fortunate that we we did have a lovely garden and my mum and dad were both keen gardeners um, as well as my my grandparents so it's it's passed down through the generations and uh, I feel like it's that time I love being out in my garden and and the amount of stuff I've learned just just in the space of a year and or a year and a half even from from Living here has just been been incredible, and it's it's something that I absolutely love.
1: So it's clear you love being outdoors, um, whether on the paddleboard or hiking or in the woods, and particularly out in the garden. Um, So what is it that draws you to the garden?
0: I think every time I go out there, there's something new to see. Uh, The amount of times, even this year, I mean, my garden is very wild i've gone with a wild approach for my i'm just letting everything grow i think because we've just moved in there we've got plans for the future but at the moment it's all about just sort of working out what grows in the garden naturally and what does really well in certain areas learning where the light comes across so and i think it takes time to sort of get used to that i think every time i go out in the garden there's something new to see there's always new unusual flowers popping up or uh different things so um and I've started growing vegetables as well. And I'm always out there now checking on those, checking when my tomatoes are going to start turning red from green and see which ones have grown and how big the cucumbers are getting and things like that. So there's always something new. and I think even um, going out in the evening or early morning to water the garden, for me, it's a very therapeutic time. It's a time where my mind is not going to so many other different places and thinking of different things of, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Or I've got to remember to do this. I feel like when I'm out in the garden, um, your mind, and a lot of people have also said this, that like your mind just goes just the task on hand of tending to what you're trying to grow or what vegetables you're trying to grow, or just, just maintaining the garden and thinking, Oh, wouldn't it be nice to put, this flower in next year or try this or try that which i think is really really good for me
1: so do you love to kind of plan your borders and okay i've got a spot there maybe it'd be nice to do this you know next year or i've spotted that out um out and about one day and i must get some seeds for that um variety
0: definitely i mean even this morning i was out um checking and just going to see i want to see actually because see, i watered the garden last night or well, last yesterday evening and i wanted to check that the soil was still um a bit damp just to make sure you know i don't have to water it again today because i'm out and about today, and i there's one flower that I really love, which I never noticed in the garden last year, but this year had loads of it. Was gr- uh, Granny's bonnet, which I think is is not the uh, obviously the proper Latin term, but it's uh, it's what I call it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I noticed that they obviously they came out in flower um, earlier on in the year, but now I've noticed that the seed pods are just full of these little tiny black seeds. So I spent the morning just like emptying all this out into my hands and just spreading them around, being like, I hope, I mean, I've not checked, but I hope that by spreading them around other places, we're going to get more um, next year and things like that. But it's just little things like that um, I absolutely love.
1: So can you kind of just drill down a little bit now into, um, you know, what do you grow?
0: For me, I mean, we're in the future, we are going to plan to over the years, I want to obviously build my dream garden. So, but which will include a lot of those things. At the moment, we've sort of, we have just sort of let it be mainly wild. Uh, although this year, I did there was like there's a sort of sunken part of the garden where before it used to be, I think was like rose rose beds or something. I, I, there was a circular there's a little patio area and there's a circular flower bed in the middle. And I I used to think, is that a well? Is it a, my mind was going everywhere. Was it a fountain? Was it this? Was it that? I think it was a flower bed because there's other ones as well. So I thought this year my job is to, it's quite it, Our garden. I think is just around about an acre, so it's it's quite a lot. And everyone that comes around, they go, oh, you've got you've got a lot of work on your hands. And I'm like, I know, but it's a, it's gonna be a work in progress. It's <laughs> That's
1: exciting. We
0: we'll take our time with it, and you know, over the time, you don't you don't want to get anything done all in one go. I think I think it's something. With a garden, I think there's always something that you can add and improve to it and change later on and things like that and things that you can work towards. But, yeah, I, for, so my job, main job for this year was to sort of maintain this little area, um, this little old sort of patio area with all these flower beds in. So I, at the start of the year, I started um, sort of getting the soil ready and, and then I decided to plant a lot of wildflowers. So I, 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 um, I bought this, you can just get, get like packets of... Um, of wildflower mix. And I, spe- I think especially like learning about how important it is to, um, to have insects in the garden. And, and obviously that attracts more birds and pollinators and things like that. Um, and they do different, um, types of wildflower for certain things. So there's ones for pollinators, there's one for birds, there's one for this and that and the other. So I, uh, I got a load of those and thought, right, this is, this is easy because it's a good starting point. I can just sow all this seed down, uh, and just make sure I water it. And then, uh, and just see what 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 comes up. And I always think, uh, I, I think especially after going to uh, Chelsea Flower Show this year, a lot of the gardens there looked, there were so many um, like wildflower sort of, it, I feel like it that year is re- sort rewilded,
1: yeah. Yeah, it,
0: it got a lot more, it's a lot more wild and it sort of, it looked achievable. I mean, sometimes you go there and there's so many gardens, you think, oh, that'd be amazing if I had unlimited budget and, had, you know, and uh, had this, like, I guess, like the space and the time and things like that. But I feel like a lot of the gardens uh, this year was sort of, there were so many um, ideas I took from it of thinking that like, this, we could do something like this. And, and uh, my garden's on a slope as well, it's a sloping garden. So that's another challenge that I've got to try and work out because what I've learned with the sloped garden is you're either at the top of the garden or the bottom of the garden. You don't really spend much time on a slope. Um, so we're going to look at ways. And I love the slope because it just gives you such a lovely view of the of the garden and things like that. So I think the ideal thing would be to, I, I love the wildflowers. So I think it definitely include a lot of wildflowers still in there. I would love to get a greenhouse and to also have like a little tiny um, spot for, for dedicated for growing vegetables as well. because I love the idea of, Being able to walk down to the bottom of the garden or wherever, and just pick your maybe not the bottom of the garden because that'd be. I think over time I've decided that actually that's quite a long way to go (laughs) to go up and down that hill.
1: Are you growing things in containers to kind of tide you over this year? Yes.
0: Yeah. A lot of the stuff is in, and it's funny because like when I post any gardening stuff uh, on my social media, the amount of people that go. You've got this massive garden. Why are you putting everything in in pots and containers? Like this needs more space, and you've you know got all this space, and it's because obviously you know in the future we're gonna. It, it seems a shame to plant something if we're gonna have to move it later on down the line. I don't want to sort of do that. So at the moment, I think especially as you know, I am still quite new to taking gardening seriously, um, so it's all a learning curve and it's, it's all things that I'm learning every day. And I think especially when you mix gardening with social media, everyone's got an, I've learned everyone's got an opinion and everyone has their way of doing it. And which may be great and may work for them in their area with their soil and things like that. But it's, it's different for every single person. You know, everyone has different methods and a lot of the stuff I've learned has been passed down through my family as well. So I think everyone has that kind of ownership of like, this is how my family's, been, my family's been doing it for, you know, generations. So this is definitely the right way, but that may be the case for them, but not, not for everyone. So it's, it's at the moment, I'm just sort of testing the waters, trying out different things, taking my time. A lot of stuff is in containers and pots and things. Um, just because I think in the future I might have to move it and I'd hate to be there and be like oh, I've got to dig this up and potentially damage the roots and trying to move it and things like that
1: yeah absolutely and actually um, a lot of vegetables um, really love containers and being in containers and well certainly obviously plants and I, I love the power of containers as well you know you can have them up on a tabletop so they your eye line you can move them around the patio you can have trees in containers I have a lot of trees and you know it's it, it, like you say it's kind of actually they can be quite powerful and um, and if you live in one part of the country versus the other, the climate can be very, very different. So you know you're right. So
0: well, I, I bought a uh, I bought an apple tree for my girlfriend Diane for Valentine's Day. This like last year, so last yeah last um, February, and everyone used to, everyone was saying like you won't get apples on it. You need to plant two next to each other so they can cross pollinate and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, oh, I know, but I'm, and. It was, I thought we put it in the ground anyway, just to sort of see how it does. And even then I was like, oh, thing is though, if we need to move it in the future, it's going to be uh, a bit of an issue. But I thought I oh, would we'll just do it because the chance I we won't get apples anywhere, according to the internet. And lo and behold, this year we've had loads of apples on this tiny little apple tree, and it's actually produced apples. So we were we were super happy about that. So now I'm like, oh no, if I ever need to move this apple tree, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna break my heart having to take it out the ground to move it. So I'm so I'm hoping that it's gonna. It's gonna stay there. We're gonna we're gonna design the garden around that apple tree. I feel like <laughs> that sounds
1: like a good plan to me. Yeah. <laughs> so in your book, Grow, you share your experience of stepping away from the digital world and realizing that you were addicted to scrolling social media, and now stepping away from the screen and prioritizing gardening for well-being is a big part of your routine. So how do you harness the power of the garden when you feel the balance is a bit off?
0: If I feel the balance is off. It's like, I know it as well. And I, and, and as much as I don't want to admit it and you sort of tell yourself, no, but you, you have to sort of be quite strict with yourself. And, and, um, for me anyway, this is what works for me. So I, I, I use the, the garden as this, I thing, especially where I am, there's always, there's always something that can be done in the garden. There's always a job to be done or things to check or things like that. So I use that as my kind of downtime, relaxation, leave the phone inside. I don't need, although like sometimes I use the phone for, I use my phone a lot of the time for answering questions that I have about the garden. So i will be like, Oh, what's this, what's this flower? Or what's this that's come up in the garden? Or how do I, how do I know when to move this from a this size pot to another size pot, or how to propagate this. So my first instinct is to go to my phone to find out, which I do still do quite a lot. But it's just learning, like how to find that balance between just a bit of trial and error yourself and find out what works. And but it's it's definitely used the space to usually leave the phone inside and just get lost in the garden and try and work out sort of what what to do and uh, how to get the most out of it. I've got into the habit now of writing down like jobs for the weekend. I now have a jobs for the weekend list. And um, so I try and make my way through that. And then you realize when you're out there that landscaping and gardening is takes a lot longer than you think. And it's a lot of effort that needs to go into it. And, you know, once you've had your tea breaks and stuff like that, Half the day's gone. And you've not even finished the first task yet. So I'm in the stage now. Where I'm a bit too optimistic about how much I can achieve in the garden. So I'm trying to like retain it all in a bit and be like, right, okay. Don't set yourself too much because you'll get overwhelmed. Just do like one or two things. Um, focus on that first, and you know, in in the the time that goes by, you'll eventually get there. But it's it's definitely a definitely a work in progress. And even learning about timings and stuff like when certain things um, come into flower. And then they go out of, then they, you know, they they they're sort of finished by the time something else comes up. And it's so I'm now starting to think, okay, right. So that flowers from this time till this time. So now he's trying to pair that with something else. It's going to you know I means so you've got to try and work out. some. I'm I'm just about starting to get to that level of gardening where I'm starting to think, okay, right now I know what the life cycle is of this plant. That will go well with this, and what self seeds and things like that. So I don't have to worry about replanting it next year and and all that kind of stuff
1: so what's the first job or task you do when you get out there
0: the first thing I would do is I I make myself a cup of tea and I go on the on the decking and check my um, vegetables and fruit at the moment so that's the first thing and and um because kind of like it, (laughs) it may sound a bit silly but like it's that kind of it's a very very small element of that feeling on Christmas day when you when you rush downstairs to see what Presents you've got from Father Christmas. Do you know what I mean that kind of thing? Of like, oh, I wonder if my beans have grown a bit more today, and things like that. And so it's it's the, that kind there's of a new
1: flower. Yeah, it's know. that little it's excitement of
0: knowing, like, if anything has yeah, if anything has sort of taken off overnight, or when that moment is that you discover that there's a you know the tomatoes have started to grow, or things like that. So um, so that's the first thing I'll do is go out and check on my sort of vegetables and things like that, and I just sort of have a pot around the garden. I always just do like a lap around the garden and just sort of see what what's different. And whilst I drink my cup of tea in the morning and just have a look around. I tell you what though, digging the flower beds and sort of doing, like getting soil ready was, is quite, is quite a mission. We've got a rose, uh, we've got a rose this year. And um, I've I've now sort of got to that level where if I'm going on a walk, I'll take a plastic bag with me just in case we find some horse poo on the road. Cause I'm like, I think cause I learned from my granddad that, horse poo horse manure is good for the good for the roses he used to he used to stop the car if, if he saw any and he'd get he'd pull over, pull over and put it in the boot <laughs> so I was like Do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna take up that tradition as much as uh, my girlfriend probably wouldn't like that on a walk and think that I'm a bit unusual I think it's uh, it's good for the roses.
1: Did you ask anyone for help? Did you start following lots of gardening channels did you just dive in? How did you kind of tackle it?
0: I definitely started. Follow, I followed a lot of gardening. I see. I asked my mum an awful lot. The thing is, I couldn't really ask anyone. There was no one really my own age that is that in, into it. I guess like all my friends sort of took the mickey at me a little bit in terms of like, you know, what do you mean you're into gardening now all of a sudden? Like you're, you've only turned thirty. They they still see it as like a uh, something you do when you're older, like uh, like a lot older. And, I, and and I was like, but you don't understand like how good it is for for me how 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 much i enjoy it and i think especially when you've when you've got like a space that you want to work on and you know for me it's a it's a really good thing that separates that's different to what i usually do and and i get a lot of joy from it so i'm i'm, I'm fully sticking with it and i'm like no i don't care what you say it's not it's not for you know, it's it's for anyone of any age can get into gardening, and and there's so much to learn and enjoy from it. Um, and I think that's something that I want to sort of get, like something that I talk about a lot in the book and try to get across is that you know I'm by no means a, an expert on gardening. Far from it. I'm actually still in the learning phase of it. But it's something that has really helped me in terms of like mental health and sort of taking on a new hobby, a new interest. It's a, it's a massive community of people that that you can learn from so that's something that I want to sort of get out there and also sort of hopefully tap into the younger generation and get them sort of ahead of the ahead of the time and sort of get them into it sort of early um as a kind of you know as a kind of thank me later thing get into it whilst, you know while she's young and while she can so uh, but I I spoke to my mum an awful lot uh for tips and my nan and people like that but I think a lot of you know there's there is a lot of like garden design companies. And, you know, a lot of these people are now on social media, a lot of gardeners. Obviously I've, um, I watch a lot of, um, Monty Don stuff, uh, as, as does everybody, you know, I always watch what Monty does. Um, Carol Klein. Yeah. I saw her at Chelsea and it was kind of like, i I've watched her on TV all the time and I saw her and I was, I was too scared to go over and say hello. Cause I want to be like, oh, I watch you on, on telly. I was like, it, and I'm, and I'm so, <laughs> and I'm so used to like being the other end of it where, you know, from, from YouTube and from the online world, you know, um, young people coming up to me being like, we've watched you are, uh, you know, throughout our life and things like that. Um, so to, but then it's like the roles are reversed and then I was going to, you know, a different, a different industry altogether, and being like the fan, being like, oh, I love watching your your gardening program and things like that. Garden so yeah, I watch a lot. Yeah, and there's a lot of other people uh, on Instagram and places like that that do a lot of amazing gardening content. And um, Pollyanna Wilkinson, she was also at Chelsea. I, I followed her from from the early days uh, of getting into it, and um, she's she's amazing because she does like she do almost like weekend reminders each week. So it's like, here's reminders to cut this back or do this or do that and do this. And I follow it religiously. So I'm like, thank you. But I did get to see her at at Chelsea and the garden she did was incredible as well. Um, But yeah, she's really nice. I would love to be able to learn how to take cuttings and and grow my own and become a bit more self-sufficient. As much as I love garden centers, you know, I want to be able to learn to do it myself. Um, But the amount, I've, I've become a bit of like an avocado tree grower. Like my whole house is full of jars with uh, avocado pips uh, with uh, cocktail sticks stuck in the side, and the roots slowly grow out of it, and then you end up getting a tree. Um, the chance of actually growing an avocado from it is quite slim, from what I've from what I've heard and what I've read. But I'm determined to because they look beautiful anyway, just as just as uh, indoor plants. It, you know, it takes a while, and, and you've got to change the water every day. But it's, it becomes part of like your routine, and I think that's something that with the the job that I've had for the last ten years, and especially when you, when sort of like you're your own boss and things like that, it, it's hard sometimes to keep in a routine. Sometimes I think, especially the nature of what I've done on social media for the last ten years, it was very much like every day is different. Whereas like this, this routine of like every Monday. I'll check my house plants and water them and make sure they need have what they need. And implementing that into my routine and especially the outdoor stuff as well, the garden has helped massively in terms of just just everything across the board. And for for me personally, has made me feel a lot better having having that sort of bit more structure and routine to looking after something. I mean, I I don't have kids. I've never had I've never really had any pets. So for me, it's kind of like it's a nice intro into like looking after something other than myself as well, which, which I quite like. And it, and it becomes so social. Like whenever someone comes around and they ask you, you know, Oh, what's, what's this? How did you grow this? I want that in my garden. Um, and you can sort of, it's, it's so good for, for the social side as well in terms of like comparing what you've got and, you know, taking cuttings from other people's things to grow in your own garden. But, but sorry, going back to your, uh, your question, my sister's boyfriend, he's got a little allotment as well. A little vegetable patch in in his garden so i went around and helped him prepare it all and get it ready for for this year i was doing a lot of the a lot of the heavy lifting i think because I, I when i sort of especially because we had to sort of dig we had to take all the old um vegetables out and just dig it and sort of re re sort of cultivate and get it ready for for this year um but when i was digging it all up i was finding loads of potatoes and i was like oh i was like rather than right i mean i would never ask him i would never ask you paid anyway but i was like just being cheeky, like, oh, you can pay me in potatoes for this. So I ended up taking a bucket of potatoes home from, from his house uh, and I actually planted them in the ground. And I planted some in potato grow bags uh, and I planted the rest and the ones that I got from him uh, in the ground. And those ones are actually doing so much better than the ones that I did actually get from uh, from a garden. I got some like first potatoes from a garden centre earlier on in the year. But these ones that I got from from Alfie's garden... They're flowering already. Like they're doing. I know I'm going to get like a good good return on that. But it's um, but it's it's just fun. It's it's just fun to sort of take vegetables and and stuff like that and and just once again like trial and error, see what works. And it is a process. It's a process, isn't it? You you can't 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 really. I feel like you can't really go into growing vegetables or or growing a garden and expect it to be exactly how you want it straight away, first time. I feel like that's not what gardening's about in a way you know
1: what else do you do to bring wildlife into the garden
0: uh I've got I've got my bird feeders I think for me I think my garden is it's pretty open like it is in terms of like because it sort of backs onto fields as well um and so there is like a hole at the bottom into the field. So like we've had deer walk into the garden, uh, which would explain why some of my apples were missing from the apple tree this morning. I'm pretty sure <laughs> the heads lower, gone. On the lower branches, yeah, all the apples have disappeared. Um I was like, Oh, Diane, you should come and see all the apples that we've got. And she, and then there were there were hardly any left. I was like, Ah, okay, something's come and eaten all yeah. the apples. So I think cool. it would be a, a deer. The um,
1: deer have come in and nibbled it. <laughs> I think it I think
0: it was, yeah. But but yeah, we've got um we've got a little pond, tiny little pond. But I I definitely have plans in the future to have a bigger pond. And my goal, I think especially because I used to be a roof Thatcher, at some somewhere in the garden there's got to be a little summer house or a little pond house even that's thatched like overlooking oh, the pond. That's something I've had in my mind from day one is that I love the idea of because we we grew up with a pond in our family garden as well and um had sort of goldfish, newts, frogs, all that kind of stuff which we absolutely loved. Um and you know dragonflies, things like that you get damselflies um, so we're, uh, so we're, at some point we're definitely going to expand and have a bigger pond, um, hopefully a little thatched pond house, but we'll, we'll see.
1: It, same way as in the morning you go out and you, you're checking the soil and watering. Do you just, you know, sit there and take in the nature? Is it, is it a real kind of mental and well being element part of that as well for you?
0: For me, just hearing the different birds in the morning, like I, I, we've got a woodpecker that comes to our garden and I, just, I haven't seen a woodpecker since I was a kid, because obviously from being away for like uh, in in the city for so long. So it was kind of, it was nice to sort of, we got so, and even like seeing rabbits and squirrels, like seeing a squirrel in the garden, we were like, oh my word, squirrels, like we got so excited. So I was like, it's so weird because that's where I grew up so used to that. And it's like, I kind of forgot it in a sense for that time of my life and sort of come back to it. Um, and I think as I'm getting older, I'm appreciating it even more and more. I don't appreciate the fact that squirrels steal all the birds, nuts all the time The birds bird feed, even though I do have a bird feeder that is designed to make squirrels not be able to get the nut, but they're, they're clever. They find a way of shaking it to get the seed out. But I, I definitely, even, uh, even this morning just sort of sat out there, um, watching the squirrels, you know, climb the trees and, uh, the rabbits and the birds and all that kind of stuff. It's, you do sort of take it all in and it, and it does give you that sense of like grounding and, and, um, and mindfulness and that kind of it. i feel like it's sort of whatever you feel like you're sort of going through and how big your like things are going on around you it it, there, there is a sense of like being in nature and just watching it all unfold and it's something quite special about that and i think it it for me it definitely helps um it definitely helps me
1: There's a part in your book where you talk about kind of easy ways for outdoor styling without breaking the bank.
0: For me, on a budget, boot sales are the one. I think I love going to a boot sale uh, and finding like for me, boot sales always been a big part of my childhood as well. Most of the stuff that me and my sister had growing up were from boot sales. (laughs) So, um, so and my when I go there, the thing I'm looking for is can I pot a plant in that. I'm looking for like pots that like best place to pick up cheap plant pots and even things that necessarily wouldn't be a plant pot but you can turn into it. I'm a big fan of like ups up cycling and like getting a use out of something that wouldn't normally be used for that thing. So, um, like old, these old, um, galvanized, uh, uh, watering cans, you know, you can pick them up from a boot sale for a couple of pounds sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, which um, and they make beautiful like old school sort of planters and things like that. So that's that's always a good good tip. And, and also like the amount of like secondhand gardening tools that you find at a boot sale as well. Like like I said with the, with the propagating, that's a big a big winner. I think if you can if you can learn how to do it and it, you know it's it's not going to happen overnight. If but if you can learn to be patient and and learn. For each individual, like type, type of plant, if what it, what it likes and how it, how it works, that's going to always give you. You know, you could you don't really need to go out and keep buying more more stuff. If you can learn how to get things from the stuff you've already got. And same with like compost heaps. If you've got the space and you can do it. Def- definitely make your own compost. And I, I think even for like urban spaces and like if you've not got too much space, there's still a lot you can do like like with the vertical gardening and, and things like that. of like growing up, climbers, things like that, that actually just give like your space a bit more something to it
1: thinking about spaces like you said if you with vertical gardening if you the amount of, of different things you can have climbing and, and fruits growing up and, and often we do sort of just look at our eye line don't we and if you sort of you know definitely always look up and think well I can utilize this space
0: yeah it, it when I was in London I had like a little um space off my lounge and it was a small little um terrace but I uh, I, I was very lucky I managed to get some garden furniture that fit fit sort of half of it perfectly and then I had some um like pontoon lighting going across, which really in the evening really sort of brought it to life. And I, I bought olive trees cause I, cause it was South facing and it got so much light. I was like, these would be perfect for, for, for this condition. And, and it, and it was, they really sort of took off there. And and I used to actually even, I was so proud that I actually even managed to grow olives, I grew olives on Wandsworth Roundabout <laughs> in the sun. Yeah, in the sun. I managed, to, I managed to actually grow olives. They didn't taste very nice at all. I think you are probably supposed to pre- prepare them beforehand. But I thought, I've grown it myself. I've got to try it.
1: So you've seen social media trends come and go. You were one of the original YouTubers turning video creation into a business. And gardening has exploded in a big way on TikTok, YouTube, and Insta. Um, so what do you think the future of gardening looks like?
0: Ooh, I think... I think the future of God, I think people will become a lot more self-sufficient, I think. I think because you can you can grow, even if you haven't got a lot of space, you can still grow vegetables. You know, you, they have bags where you can actually grow tomatoes out of a bag. You know what I mean, so it's, it's so doable. Um, I think that we will become a lot more self-sufficient. I think especially like the last couple of years we've had where it's been very hard to like with like supply chain issues and things a lot of backlog and waiting for things um and also as we get learn more about nutrition and things like that i think the idea of growing your own fruit and vegetables i think will become i hope will become more of a more of a thing um i really hope it does i think even even if you're not really that into it, people that along your road or who, who do normally I see all the time around here? Like people grow vegetables and they always grow too much, they've always got too much, so they're giving it away basically at the end of their driveway, or like you know, super cheap or money to charity and things like that. It is such a great community that I've sort of discovered through gardening. And it, like I said, this the social side of it is really, really good. And I hope that sort of continues. And I really, I really do hope that the younger generation take to it and also and and they get involved and sort of appreciate it as well but yeah I, I i predict that we'll all be eating our own fruit and veg from the gardens thanks for listening to the bbc gardeners world magazine podcast so if you've enjoyed this episode please tell others about it and rate us in your podcast provider app and we'll see you next time